Hello, and welcome to The Staffing Show, the only podcast that delivers tools, tips, and tactics from the staffing and recruiting industry's top executives and thought leaders. Today, we have Linda Souza, who's the VP of Marketing Communications at Bullhorn. She handles public relations, content marketing, and social media. So thank you so much for joining us today, Linda. Thanks for having me. To start off, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your path to becoming the VP of Marketing Communications at Bullhorn. Sure. So, you know, I, I like long walks on the beach. No, uh, so I started out in tech PR. That's what I specialized in early in my career. And I spent many years at a tech PR agency. So I worked with a variety of high-tech clients. And I realized that I wanted to specialize in just serving one company as opposed to many at once and really become a, a master of a specific area. So I went client-side around eight years ago, and I first explored advertising technology and then had been having conversations with the guys at Bullhorn, especially Art Pappas and Andrew Hawley, who was the VP of marketing back then. And I realized I just absolutely adored the culture and the team. So I jumped over to Bullhorn to run a product called The Fit, which was a candidate psychographic matching service, which was amazing, but a little ahead of its time. And so that didn't really take off. But then I managed marketing for Bullhorn Reach, which was a social recruiting product that was also ahead of its time. I was running public relations here and dabbling in content and social media as well. And that eventually evolved as we grew as a company into global PR and an institutional analyst relations program and eventually to encompass marketing communications in its entirety, along with more recently content marketing and social media thought leadership strategy. Well, that's amazing. That's a great background and uh, sounds like a good fit with Bullhorn. So jumping in a little bit to some of the initiatives I noticed with Bullhorn, I noticed you guys recently launched your 2019 staffing trend survey. Can you just tell me a little bit about what the survey is about and any of the lessons that you've had from previous annual reports or or what staffing firms can expect from... Absolutely. This is a a really special topic for me. So our trends reports are well over a decade old. We've been doing them for as long as I can remember, certainly as long as I've been at the company. And early on in my Bullhorn career, I was in charge not only of executing the survey, but writing all the reports. So I would sit down there and write these 40-page reports for North America, the UK, and Asia Pacific. Uh, and I just remember it was a very, very dark and cold January because I was locked in a room just writing, writing, writing. And I've always loved what we accomplish with these trends reports. Our customers are why we do everything that we do. And these reports and these trends data findings tend to provide a tremendous amount of value to our customers in helping them figure out where they should invest in their business, figure out if they're meeting expectations vis-a-vis competitors and other things. And so we wanted to make sure that we maintained the value of the trends report, but also try to take it in a direction that was more reflective of how people today want to consume content. So one of the things that we're doing really differently for 2019 is instead of making it a static tome of a report, which is many, many dozens of pages, we are creating a global trends microsite, which is going to have agile information that is easy to digest, customizable, interchangeable. You can drill down into data that's relevant to your segment, sector, region, area of interest, role, numbers of years of experience etc., and really find the information and data and insight that matches what you're looking for for your own business. We find that it will be 
probably a lot better received by our customers just because it will be so customized to you know who they are and, and what they're focused on. And not to mention the fact, I think it's going to be a tremendous amount of fun for the team to work on because you know, anytime you have a beautiful visual representation of data, there's just an inherently high interest level there. So we're pumped. You know, we've, we've launched the surveys and we're wrapping them up. North America, Asia Pacific, the UK, mainland Europe, Germany, and the Netherlands. And so far, so good. The trends that I've already seen are incredibly interesting and it should make for a very cool report, all things considered. Any preview into any of those insights? Sure. So one of the things that we wanted to focus on this year as well is shortening the survey. So it used to be a very, very comprehensive metrics-based survey that would go 40 or 50 questions deep, which is great if you have somebody who's really willing to take the time to answer all of them and potentially collaborate with other members of their team to get the answers that they might not know off the top of their head. But that's a strange and unlikely circumstance. So by drilling down into just, you know, 15 questions or so, we were able to focus the survey more on the outlook for the industry. So, you know, do recruiters and leaders at staffing agencies think that the talent shortage is insurmountable? Are they investing in reskilling efforts? How big of an impact is VMS continuing to have on their business? Do they feel optimistic about some geopolitical shifts that are currently surrounding us? Is there anything that in particular keeps them up at night around challenges and business growth? And do they feel like this might be the year for a profitable exit, whether that be through a sale or through something you know more organic, whether it's acquiring other companies and just rebranding or whether it's pursuing a purchase by private equity or something of that nature. There's a lot of different things that we're trying to assess and it could be very compelling to see where people swing on that pendulum. You know, one issue that I've already seen is, you know, awareness is a, is a tricky concept sometimes. So one of the things that we asked was around the reputation for, diversity and gender parity and empowerment within recruiting as an industry specifically. And we're getting answers that I think are somewhat optimistic. So we're getting some feedback that it's not an issue, that recruiting is doing a great job internally with that. Whereas the data that we'd have externally does not support that conclusion. So it'll be interesting for us to put the pieces together when we do our analysis to say, I'm like, look, all right, thrilled that we feel great about where we're at as an industry, but let's not lose sight of the fact that there is room for improvement and we don't always know what we don't know. I think that's amazing. And it's great to shed light into that and, uh, and help staffing firms see the reality of the, the situation. Sometimes I think we can feel good about things that aren't quite as accurate as you'd like. With that, so you, you mentioned that readers will have access to this. Is there anything special that um, any of our, for our listeners, what do they need to do to make sure that they get access to the report or that they're able to view the report? Absolutely. Well, first of all, we encourage everybody to take the trend survey if you're not in North America because the North American survey is, is pretty much wrapped up. And in addition to that, so if you just go to bullhorn.com slash resources and you sign up to be on our mailing list, 
you'll absolutely be notified as soon as Trends is ready to go. And you'll be among the first to receive that notification. So that's the easiest way to do that. Also following at Bullhorn on Twitter is a great way to stay in the loop about new content and research projects because that's always where we'll debut them. Fantastic, fantastic. And also one of the other initiatives that I came across while going through your website was uh, the Stacking Speaks Out uh, mm-hmm. concept which it looks like uh, was recently launched. And I, I just wondered if you could share a little bit about what, what you hope to achieve with that and, and how that's going so far. Absolutely. So Staffing Speaks Out is a fabulous initiative that was launched around Labor Day. And it's the brainchild of Katie Tierney, our content marketing director, who worked very closely with Alex Barca, Jeremy Ott, and Bob McHugh on our marketing team to, to put that into action. And we so Staffing Speaks Out is a repository of mostly video, but also some blog content that is targeted towards small and mid-sized recruitment businesses that are doing really, really interesting work in the industry and moving it forward collectively. And it was formulated as somewhat of a complement to another repository site that we support at Bullhorn called the Recruitment Innovation Exchange, which was started a year and a half ago. And BRICS, as we call it, focuses on enterprise thought leaders in recruitment and giving them a showcase for their ideas and discussions and collaboration. And it's proven to be quite successful, but interestingly enough, Staffing Speaks Out has already eclipsed Ricks as far as readership and viewership. And I think that's testament to how incredible the team is at pushing that content out, but also how compelling it is for SMB staffing and recruitment agencies to be able to have this resource that is so strategically oriented around empowering what we call the voice of the leader or voice of the customer, where the recruitment agency practitioners themselves are able to talk about what's important to them and discuss solutions for driving the industry collectively forward. We've already had in literally the two months or so since it's been in existence, 50,000 views of the Staffing Speaks Out launch video on social media. We're seeing a ton of customers and staffing professionals tagging their colleagues and commenting about how excited they are to see their colleagues and friends represented so prominently. We've also used it as a starting off point and an outlet to interview staffing professionals about their experiences and have received dozens of emails from staff and professionals asking to participate and share their thoughts. As far as how people are engaging with that Staffing Speaks Out content specifically, it's doing very, very well. It has a much lower bounce rate than the industry average for content consumption and a much higher time on page. So interestingly enough, also quantitatively, viewers of Staffing Speaks Out videos and blogs are nearly twice as likely to view another page on the Bullhorn website after checking out something from Staffing Speaks Out. And they're also spending twice as long on the Staffing Speaks Out site interacting with the content on there than they would be if they came in through other channels. So it's very compelling. It speaks to the value and promise of video as uh, content format, and also speaks to the importance of making sure that we, as navigators for the recruitment industry, showcase the practitioners and leaders within this industry, because this is a people industry and people want to see people. 
This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by Staffing Referrals, the only recruiter referral platform designed specifically for staffing firms. If you're like most staffing firms, you're probably not using a digital referral platform, which means you're missing up to 60% of your potential referral placements. That's where Staffing Referrals comes in. Their recruiter referral platform helps you capture more referrals by transforming your candidates and contractors into digital brand ambassadors. Why do staffing firms love staffing referrals? You'll instantly get a referral program like the ones used by Lyft, Uber, and Airbnb. Your recruiters get their very own brand ambassador program, and your company will get more referral leads than ever before. I think you should check it out. If you'd like to get more referral leads for your recruiters, check out their 90-day pilot. They're giving Staffing Show listeners $500 off their first 90 days. To claim your $500 discount, visit staffingreferrals.com forward slash hub. I think you'll love it. When I went through the, the site, I was noticed that it's very, a lot of the content's video content, which you know I personally enjoy. And I know that's a, a major trend in digital marketing. I'm a little bit of a marketing nerd here myself, but I, I mm-hmm. so that you guys have made a big, big shift to that. And I just love some of the content. And I feel like, you know, for all of our listeners, if you get a chance, both the, the report and also the staffing speaks out offer a lot of insight and to best practices for how to run your staffing firm. And it's some really, really great content. I think it's worth, worth checking out. You've done a fantastic job. I'm happy to hear that it's as successful as, as you've mentioned. Thanks. It's all the team. I had absolutely nothing to do with it, but I'm certainly glad to talk about it. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, great. I, I also, I love, uh, you know, the staffing industry as a whole, I feel like it's pretty open. And the fact that we're, you know, people are willing to share best practices to move the entire industry forward. I think that's just a, a great aspect of the, this industry as a whole. And it's actually interesting you mentioned that too, because so we were at Engage London, which is our European recruitment conference in early September. And, we had a conversation with Philip Ullman, who is the um, leader at uh, Chief Energizer at Corden Group, which is a very famous international recruitment agency. And Philip is just an absolute delight. And he was speaking about the need for co-opetition. And we're finding that trend to be increasingly relevant for staffing and recruiting as a whole with such an incredible time that we're living in right now where demand for talent is greater than supply of talent because unemployment is so, you know, unprecedentedly low. We need to work together as opposed to competing blindly apart because it simply is an unsustainable strategy to assume that everybody's going to be able to tap into completely unknown talent pools. There's not enough human beings for that to make sense. It just doesn't exist anymore. So we all have to be working together to leverage the same pools of talent in different ways, whether that's through upskilling, reskilling, or engagement with underrepresented groups. That's fantastic. And that makes complete sense. I know that the talent shortage doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. And what we're seeing in the market, and it sounds like same, you're experiencing the same thing, is a major shift towards how can we do alternative sourcing or what ways can we do to leverage talent in ways that we haven't before, which uh, that's, that's great to hear insights into that. One of the other things, so I noticed uh, earlier this year, you interviewed with Caitlin Delory, who's the editor-in-chief for Staffing Hub, and you talked a lot about AI and you know, helping humans be more human. Mm-hmm. Um, what other major trends do you see in the staffing industry moving forward into 2019? Yeah, so you know, there's a couple. I would say the one that's really sticking out right now is around reskilling. And Art Pappas, is our founder and CEO, spoke about this extensively at our Engage Boston conference. 
and at Engage London as well around. So, I mean, we know what the core issue for recruitment is currently, at least in the United States and arguably in many regions around the world because they're all kind of dealing with this at the same time. So one of the add-on effects of a protectionist economy right now in the U.S. at least is that obviously immigration is lower and domestic talent access is being overly strained. And so unemployment is low, but demand for jobs is growing as it has been. Well, the advent of more actionable and practical artificial intelligence solutions and intelligent assistance is promising. We haven't seen the same trajectory of growth within that to kind of do a one-to-one compensation for the lack of human talent currently available, at least domestically. So how do you address that, right? You need to either identify talent that was previously completely unknown, which is very unlikely, or to leverage the talent that's already at your fingertips or, you know, within your grasp and kind of work with that talent so that they are relevant and applicable for the roles that you have open. And the way to do that is primarily around reskilling and investments in education. And there are, I mean, contrary to popular belief, it's not that there simply aren't, you know, any talent that we haven't seen yet. It's just that we're not moving particularly fast at leveraging underutilized groups. There are huge talent pools of veterans, returning mothers, neurodiverse and differently abled candidates that for whatever reason, agencies and hiring managers may not be pursuing as often as they should. And ultimately, the only way to combat the talent shortage is to pursue these candidates, engage them, and invest in providing them the education they need to increase their skills or change their skills to match the needs of hiring managers, right? So there are the online education sites that are ubiquitous in addition to, you know, Deco invested by uh, acquiring General Assembly a while ago. And that's a great example of, you know, a phenomenal way to turn people who had no technical background into serviceable coders and programmers, right? There's a lot of ways to invest in training people to be able to fill the roles of the future. There just needs to be some insight and forethought put into that. Yeah, I think the the whole reskilling concept is really incredible and something that uh, I see it as kind of being the, the future in many ways for, you know, at least accessing to a talent pool that we already know exists and getting them educated and up to speed on where we need them to be. How is Bullhorn or is Bullhorn doing anything specific with the product or, you know, the feature releases that will help in kind of identifying those who need to be reskilled or anything that kind of will help you know, move this trend forward? Well, one of the best sources of incredible talent with opportunity, as we've proven you know, year after year of our trends reports, are the candidates already within your ATS. So for the staffing and recruiting agencies that use Bullhorn, revisiting the candidates already in the ATS and figuring out which ones can be either you know, redeployed for you know, temp and contract positions or, you know, reskilled 
to meet a position that maybe would otherwise be considered slightly outside their reach. Those are both incredible initiatives to invest time and resources into. But, you know, even beyond that, we're very committed to furthering and expanding the promise of the workforce solutions ecosystem as a whole. As a company, we invest very heavily in corporate philanthropy around empowerment and bridging the opportunity divide because, well, talent is distributed equally, opportunity is not. So we support organizations like Career Collaborative and Year Up and Prosper 4 Group. We have created a website, bullhorn.com slash skills, where any agency or anybody in any industry really can take a look and find some easy resources to help them in their reskilling and upskilling efforts. But beyond that, Obviously, the first recommendation is into better leveraging your ATS. We find that the firms that use their ATSs and really have high adoption rates within their ATS tend to do a lot better as far as their fill rate percentages because they simply have a better grasp of the candidates that are already in their pipeline. And it's just generally just leads to better outcomes. So that'd be our first recommendation. Obviously, there are plenty of AI and automation and process improvement solutions in the works that are part of our product roadmap, and that will help to kind of merge the machine world with the human world to ensure that recruiters are not only more productive, but you know, ultimately can do their jobs in a more satisfactory fashion by allowing human recruiters to focus on their own skills and kind of harness hidden talents that aren't so dehumanized by wasting time on manual data entry and the like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so just switching gears a little bit, you mentioned you know, Bullhorn's company culture a couple of times. And I also know Bullhorn's been one of the fastest and you guys have the, one of the leading ATSs and have been growing rapidly for quite a while now. What are some of the challenges? Uh, if you could tell me a little bit of insight into the culture at Bullhorn. And then also, what are some of the challenges that you've faced as you guys have scaled up? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. So what's amazing is that, you know, for a 20-year-old company, almost 19 years, the culture has always remained pretty consistent. You know, I've been here for seven years now, and it's amazing. Every year, I feel like the company is different. Like, my job is different, and what we're doing is ever so slightly different but it's always fun. It's always energizing. And the team is always just great and easy to work with, fun to spend time with. I have never before been in a job where I am really excited to wake up in the morning, where I don't feel any sense of even comical dread. You know, sometimes it's, it's fun to just be like, oh man, I don't want to go to work today. But I really don't feel that. I couldn't even lie to my husband and family and say that I dread going into work because I don't. And I actually, as much as I hated, you know, ending my maternity leaves, I was still super excited about going back to work. I was, I missed it that much. So the culture has always been one where it's not okay to be an asshole. It really isn't. I love that. I mean, it's, it, it seems like it's something that you should take for granted, but it's, it's remarkable that that's not always the case at a lot of companies. And it's really not, I mean, the credit goes, he would never take credit for this, but the credit absolutely goes to Art for creating a culture and investing in a leadership team 
that absolutely values being a decent human being. There's something to be said for putting people first above a lot of other things. And, you know, my, my dad used to have a, well, he didn't have a saying because he's not some great philosopher, though I love him. But he would say like, look, if you always hunt for money and money is your focus, you will be pretty amateur at everything that you do. If you find something that you love and that you're good at and you just work at it, no matter what it is, inevitably success will follow you. Whether it be immediately or five to 10 or 20 years from now, at some point you will be, by all accounts and measures, a success because you pursued something that you truly, truly loved and had a passion for. And I feel like art and the leadership team bring together a group of individuals who are motivated by that. We're motivated by serving our customers, by making them happy, by solving challenges and problems and by doing it in a way that's humorous and with dignity and with, you know, a deep respect for each other. And we have these core values that Art and the, and the leadership team put into place around, you know, speed and agility, being human, you know, service for your coworkers and customers, accountability. And these core values are so important and indelible to everything that we do and how we operate as both individual contributors, but also as a collective team, because it's not cool to be disingenuous. It's not cool to leave people waiting. It's not cool to say no for the sake of saying no. Like that's not something that we aspire to do. This isn't Dilbert, right? (laughs) We are actually here because we want to be here and we want to do good and we want to do right. So while that isn't always possible in every scenario, because, you know, we're not living in, uh, you know, a beautiful technicolor utopia, at the same time, we should always strive for it. And it's unacceptable to, to act in a different way than that. I absolutely love that. And uh, I have to say, I, I don't have a ton of interaction with Art, but I, have, uh, I did watch him play in his band at the executive forum a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> And, and at that moment, I was like, I had the feeling that this is, uh, would be a, a great company to work for. And uh, it seemed like you guys have a great culture. That's, that's fantastic. This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by Text Us. You might remember Text Us for their conversational text messaging software that helps recruiters communicate faster with candidates. Since launching four years ago, Text Us has become the largest provider of text messaging to the staffing industry. In fact, over 500 staffing firms choose Text Us more than any other texting software on the market. Why are they so popular? Because getting a hold of the top talent is more difficult than ever. That's where Text Us comes in. Their real time communication platform helps your recruiters cut through the noise and get a response. If you want to increase recruiter productivity, you should check out Text Us. You can claim your staffing show exclusive free 30-day pilot by visiting textus.com forward slash hub. Just go to textus.com forward slash hub to claim your pilot and start recruiting in real time. So jumping back a little bit back to the, the product side of things, with Bullhorn, I know the marketplace is, is something that I actually, with my interactions in the staffing industry, I frequently hear that as being a differentiator for Bullhorn in terms of 
the add-ons that you can put in place and the kind of level of the number of things that you can plug into Bullhorn. Can you tell me a little bit about the marketplace and how that helps staffing firms? Sure, absolutely. So one of the things that we pride ourselves on at Bullhorn is the extensibility and scalability of our platform. So the fact that it's so open and it can absolutely grow with any sized business at any growth trajectory and in any chronology is really what sets us apart. Back when we were, you know, back a few years ago, we were working with some institutional analyst firms and, and you know, we were on the Forrester wave for mid-sized CRM and they had ranked us like a 4.8 out of 5 for platform architecture and security. And the only other company that got a 4.8, that was the highest possible score of anybody that year was Salesforce, right? And that just, which is a one of the other one of the two platforms that we support as a business, right? We support both the Bullhorn platform and the Salesforce platform. And that just speaks volumes about how seriously we take the strength and sanctity of our platform. What's wonderful about the Marketplace Partner Program is that it's these integrated partner applications that work seamlessly with Bullhorn to extend the power that every agency has to, you know, encompass the whole 360 degrees of the tasks and workflows they need to be successful. So, you know, obviously we are primarily, you know, uh, an end-to-end recruitment system, but there are aspects of that that we are not going to focus on because there are so many companies that do a great job of that already. So like, you know, background screening and, you know, drug testing and things of that nature and some, you know, very, very high level and and consumer centric candidate engagement and things of that nature. So by partnering with our marketplace partners, we're able to extend the value and the power of the Bullhorn platform to encompass a whole array of processes that staffing agencies need in order to really reach their maximum potential as far as productivity and financial results. So we are unlocking the power of the platform and we are unlocking the power of people by nature of how robust and expansive our marketplace partner program is. And what's even more interesting is in the past couple of years, we've launched the developer program, which encompasses thousands of developer integrations, wherein even a mom and pop shop, you know, with uh, just one software developer in a single room can create an integration with the Bullhorn platform for a solution that he or she finds to be of use to the industry and will provide the support and facilitation to make that happen. So we are very, very committed, not just to partnerships with these huge companies like you know, Monster and Career Builder and, and companies of that sort, but also to any developer who thinks that they have an idea that could have a positive impact on our roster of customers. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And, and you mentioned in that, uh, in your response there, uh, you talked about the how you guys support Salesforce as well. And I know that you had a couple major acquisitions with Job Science and Talent Rover. How is that impacting your customers? And how do you see Bullhorn supporting the Salesforce? You know, so you have the two different platforms. How do you see that being supported going forward? So the genesis of wanting to support the Salesforce platform is that we saw in many cases that our customers wanted choice. They wanted the choice to invest either in Bullhorn platform, sure, which you know, obviously we adore, but it's core to who we are. 
But at the same time, a lot of, especially on the larger side, customers had already made the decision to invest in Salesforce. That was how they were running their business. And we wanted to make sure that for those customers who had made that choice, we wanted to be able to offer them the best possible recruitment solution front office to integrate with that. And that's what we found when we looked at Talent Rover, Job Science, and Connexus. And we thought, well, these are some amazing solutions. And they have very similar cultures to ours around customer centricity and customer service. And these, these are great teams of people. And so we're like, let's bring these guys together. Let's bring us all together. The more, the merrier. Let's add some power to this. And it was able to kind of help us see that we could support so many more businesses in such a rapid time frame by bringing companies together as part of the Bullhorn family. You know, I like to use the analogy of, of language. Sure, our native language may be English, but we understand that there are a lot of people in the world whose native language is not English. Their native language is French or Spanish. And while we may not necessarily have grown up speaking those languages, we see the value in having people who are part of our core units who do and who think and dream in those languages. And now we can communicate with so many more people than we could communicate with before. And it's been great. Uh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And, and um, so that actually wraps up the questions I had for you today. I just wanted to know, there's one last question, was if there's anything else that you'd like to share with our audience today. Well, I would say one thing is, you know, as I mentioned before, Bullhorn is committed to unlocking the power of people. And what we mean by that is understanding how each of us can be more effective at our jobs and in our lives. And part of that connection, while I do run content, and so I'm clearly biased around, you know, interacting with our reports and our videos and what have you, there is something truly magical about a face-to-face connection. And we have plenty of opportunities for that face-to-face connection, but the two most powerful are inevitably our Engage conferences. So that's Engage Boston and Engage London. And Engage Boston is taking place June 12th through 14th of 2019, and registration is already open. Not only is Boston in June a beautiful place to be, but it's a wonderful opportunity to get together with the Bullhorn team. I am privileged to work with an amazing team that puts together the content and logistics for that event that's pretty much run by uh, the Bullhorn marketing team. And we all really bust our buns to make sure that's an event that's so valuable and enjoyable for customers, prospects, just anybody in the industry. And so we encourage people to come to engage because without fail, if somebody attends engage, they have a positive experience. We have not ever really run into a situation otherwise. It's three days of incredible networking, strong content. We focus on sessions and speakers who look beyond the obvious around how to grow your business and how to think about macro trends that you maybe weren't thinking about before or think about it in different ways. It's just a phenomenal group of attendees and leaders and practitioners who get to collaborate and socialize and learn and grow from each other. It's just a a wonderful opportunity for Bullhorn customers and non-customers alike, just anybody in this industry to see, you know, what's on the forefront and and what's coming down the pike for all of us. So I encourage everybody who's listening to register for Engage Boston or Engage London at your earliest convenience, and we'll see you there.
and I, I can second that. I attended this year, and I have to say that the uh, education was fantastic. And I uh, really love what you guys are doing at Bullhorn in terms of moving the entire staffing industry forward and educating and sharing best practices. So thank you so much for joining today. I really enjoyed the conversation and uh, hope you have a good one. Great. Thanks, Dave. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Staffing Show. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at staffinghub.com to never miss an episode. Until next time.